Welcome to One Thought at a Time with Ian Travers, where we get curious about what makes us tick. This is a bit different from the normal episode, as I can't quite believe, but it is just over a year since we launched our first podcast episode, the first One Thought at a Time. I thought I would just take the opportunity just to share with you some um, of the highlights or things or messages that have stuck with me over the last year. Um, I'm not going to go through every episode, um, and it by no means means that the episodes that I don't mention that I didn't enjoy as much, but just a couple of things that really resonated for me. So let's kick off. Our first guest of the year was Mel Greaves, and I was absolutely fascinated by Mel's approach to life and using it as an expiration. So let's let Mel, in his own words, tell us about his exploratory life. So my professional journey, um, I think it would start with a conversation that I had with a careers advisor back in school who said, um, what do you want to do for if you want to go to university? And I said, well, I want to go there, but um, I don't know what I want to do, but I like physics and I like chemistry. Then he said, well, if you add those two together, you kind of get material science. And I said, OK, I'll do that. Loved it. Had a great time and uh, and went to to uh, to industry, into aerospace, worked at Rolls-Royce as a metallurgist to start with. And I can remember back to those days. This is going back to 1987, 88 sort of time. And I can remember being in the white lab coat, walking up and down the uh, the, the, uh, the shop floor, um, working on, on aerospace parts and thinking, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is fantastic. And seeing people move off into leadership positions and things like that and thinking, why would you want to do that? You know, this is cool. This is great stuff. And if you wind the clock forward to, you know, a 32-year career, as it was in aerospace, it never panned out like that at all. Of course, it was tons of change. And and if I look, look back over my career, it was never like, it was never planned to be like that, you know. And I used to do presentations to to young graduates and, and new starters in companies, who would say, um, "So you know, tell us all about your career and how it's all worked out and everything else." And I said, "Well, let me stop you there. Who, who's got a career plan?" And, uh, and they'd all kind of hold their hands up and say, "Yeah, yeah, we've got a career plan." And these are like twenty year old kids, you know. And I'd I'd say, "Okay, well, that's great. Um, so if you got it, you got it with you today?" They said, "Yeah, okay, tear it up." <laughs> and they go, well, "What?" <laughs> I say, well, tear it up because it's not going to happen like that. What you think is going to happen is not going to. It's not going to be like that. And so, just go with it. Just follow where you, where your passions are. And I did the same. And and one of the things that I noticed when I was going through my thirty odd years in, in a variety of different roles was, inevitably, you end up with, a, a, if you like, a fund of good days and bad days. You start to notice what what really counts for a good day and what counts for a bad day and what's going on and and it's became increasingly obvious to me that the days that were really really good that are memorable that I enjoyed were the days that had a lot of stuff about people development and growing people and stuff like that so when I was working on leadership programs or helping to shape cultures and stuff like that I found that immensely rewarding and, and very very motivating and you, and as you get older and older you start to think do you know what? Maybe I should just do that all the time. How can I do that? You know, and so hence I've found myself doing what I'm doing today and spinning my four plates. For my next clip that I've chosen, it's Marta, Marta Zaremba Marsden, talking about how our career paths aren't always what we might expect from people. So why don't we hear from Marta telling us about her less than conventional career path? 
it's quite a long journey, but I'll try to summarize it. So I'm originally from Poland, um, and that's where I grew up, went to school, and I was on a standard path, as uh, probably a lot of us, where you go to school, go to uni, get married, have kids, get a serious job and stay in it till probably you retire. But I was always a little bit um, more curious and adventurous uh, within my family than than my siblings. Um, and at some point, I just ended up in London. Um, I suspended my studies in, in Poland. I was doing international relations back then uh, on my route to become a Uh, some form of either a diplomat or some high-powered job somewhere in the public service. And I ended up in linguistics. So I uh, spent 10 years working in linguistics as a translator and interpreter. Um, absolutely loved that world. I'm still passionate about languages and cultures and travels. Uh, but unfortunately, as probably a lot, a lot of people know, London is not the cheapest place to live. And when you offer languages such as Polish, English and Spanish, which are quite common, the rates don't pay you very well. So if you do want to ever um, purchase a property, uh, settle down over there, it was just a no-go. Mm. Um, so I changed my career after about 10 years I moved into still in linguistics into account and project management mm -hmm. um, and then soon enough um, another turn happened or I came across another crossroads I guess in my life and opportunity um, came up to take a job in Derby uh, at Rolls-Royce mm -hmm. uh, in project management so I took it and now I'm coming up to 10 years in uh, in the Midlands um, And I think it's just a standard cycle. I'm coming up to 10 years with Rolls-Royce. Um, so it was the time where I would be thinking, well, actually, this job is now becoming a bit too too much of a routine. And I want to learn. I want to carry on learning in my life. So if something becomes just too boring, I guess, I want to change. Uh, this process was sped up this time, thanks to COVID. Um, and uh, it made me think. It gave me time uh to think about okay so what is it that i want to do and because my throughout my life food drink sports uh it's always been centric to my life i love cooking i love going out there and uh leading a healthy lifestyle so i thought well why don't i do something with this and um i also wanted to take the opportunity to learn the science behind things like nutrition mm -hmm. Um, so that I can then go out there and help people, help others, help the community and run a business where it's not just for another business, it's for you know normal people like me. Wasn't that great? We sometimes think that these career paths that, are, that we're told should be are a very, very linear line and uh, they're just not, are they? Um, fascinating. My next choice is Monica, uh, Monica Gazy. It was a great conversation. This was one where we spread it over two episodes. So the thing that really struck me with the conversation with Monica was we all need this person or people around us who, who support us and guide us and inspire us. Uh, and also in the conversation with Monica, we, we talked about the role that culture inevitably plays uh, on our lives today. So let's hear Monica talking about her Bob and the role that culture plays. I was lucky enough to have a manager who really, 
he pushed me further than I would have pushed myself. He placed me in in um, roles. He saw more in me than I, I did, put it that way. Yeah. Um, he knew what I was capable of. And I'm, his name's Bob. I'm forever grateful to Bob. We're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> we love Bob. Um, and yeah, when Bob left Network Rail, I found myself lost because I hadn't realised how hard he was pushing me. I was just... Mm and floating <laughs> um and yeah I was kind of like this place isn't really for me because the opportunities I had were because Bob was there so that was a real kind of mind opener for me I hadn't realized how naive I'd been yeah. in that you know these opportunities were always there for someone like me <laughs> so um I was kind of like I was thinking it was a few months I was thinking about it. it's like what does this mean for me where do I go what do I do um if it wasn't for Bob, where would I be? What would my opportunities be? And it was from that thinking that I made the decision to leave to pursue something. In my mind, it was a so social enterprise or something yeah. that would support women like me or disadvantaged women. I was never disadvantaged, but disadvantaged women yeah. into those those roles that I had the opportunity to be in because I had someone who saw saw beyond what I saw and mm. believed in me. And I was like, there's women out there who need that too. So yeah. that was my step out of Network Rail. Right. So everyone needs a Bob. Everyone needs a Bob. I've told him that too. Yeah. <laughs> the younger generation want to work with a company that is value-driven. Yeah. And that's what they're looking for. And that definitely is, is the mechanism for change, I think. It's like... Yeah. What are your values? Are you living your values? That's really, in fact, that's that's that is such a good point. The number of uh, you know we, we deal with a number of businesses, and uh, you know if I think in the past you you walk into a company and, and sometimes they will have those values on the wall of the reception, mm. um, and then you you walk in and you spend some time talking to people, and you know they're not living those they're, values. They're not living it. They're not living it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in those places. <laughs> yeah. They're not living it. You you can tell, can't you? When you when you spend time in a group of people in an organisation around people, people give off their values because it, it, it's it's an output. Yeah, yeah. It? It's <laughs> it's like in the coaching circles I'm moving like it's like bo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can smell your values. It's like you could talk it, but then really people can smell whether you're you're living it or not. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That is brilliant. Cultures like BO. I, that's great. That's that's. But it's, it's true though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't hide it. Yeah, it's you know it's it's saying and doing, isn't it? Or yeah. Talking the talk, walking the however however you want to describe yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so thought provoking stuff. And for the last clip um, that I really wanted to introduce to you today uh, was Sam Callahan. And the thing that really struck me with the conversation with Sam was two things, really. The first was that we're often told what's the right way of doing things. You should do this. Oh, you need to do this. And the theme that really came from Sam was, yeah, but I don't want to do that. That's not where my passion's taking me. And this relentless doing things his way um, really uh, strung out for me. And of course, the thing that makes that possible that Sam talks about is the importance of your family and friend support network. So let's hear Sam talk about that. 
at the age of like 15 i was like no i'm gonna be a commercial commercial music artist a pop artist right um which meant that i kind of rebelled in these theater classes where they wanted you to like sing and and like i don't know like like connect with the audience and be all dramatic and i i sort of wanted to be the whole boy band thing (laughs) (laughs) and i was like and then they'd tell me off for it and i'd be like yeah but i don't want to do that (laughs) um so that was that came out of school i got uh i did an audition and got signed to a mixed gender uh pop band Mm. um that was uh managed by jerry halliwell spice girl ginger spice yeah and simon fuller um, who runs or ran 19 Management, which is now XIS, uh, XIX Entertainment. Um, but they managed the Spice Girls, the Beckhams, all these people. So um, I did that, and it was uh, it was great. It, it was very chaotic. Um, <laughs> and I, I got to the point in the end where I, I left and wanted to become a solo artist. Um, I think that was kind of what I wanted the whole time. <laughs> so there's a couple of things here. Go on. Which, <clears throat> so... This thing where you were kind of being maybe just slightly pushed down one particular performing way and you said, oh, I want to do it this way. Yes. And then, you know, you're in the band and then you think, yeah, but I want to do it this yep. way. Is, is this a theme here? Yes. So I had a real uh, affinity as a, as a teen growing up um, for Robbie Williams. Right. Um, which is a stra- in this day and at this time, like, you know, with my music tastes now and, and, and stuff is, is slightly strange because I never loved him because he was the best singer. I never loved him because his music was great. I loved him because he was an incredible performer. Mm. Um, and I still I still stand by that. But I think uh, as, a, as a kid, he left to take that and uh, became this incredible solo artist. And, and um, I used to watch Robbie Williams at Nebworth over and over again, the concert. Um, and I think in my head, like I wanted a route into the music industry. So I did all these different jobs and I, I got into the, the pop band and bits and bobs, but I always wanted to be solo. Um, and I suppose follow that kind of route. Um, the music was going to be different. My music was, is very different to, to what Robbie's ever was, but I, I wanted to try and follow that route. Yeah. So an interesting uh, set of clips. They, they were just ones that stuck in my mind. I've enjoyed every single conversation that I've had over the last uh, season. What would be really interesting is you've probably listened to the podcast and you've had things which have really resonated with you. I'd love to hear what those are. And also, if you've got any thoughts about people that you would like to see interviewed on the One Thought at a Time podcast, we'd also love to hear that too. So thanks again for supporting the podcast throughout this year. Uh, And if you have been, thanks for listening.